Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm a casual guest on this show, Charles <laughs> Chuck Thompson, and the, uh, the the normal host, the guy who's here every single day just bringing liberty straight to your face, is Mr. <laughs> Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Thanks for allowing me to be present here again. Well, Charlie, I'm very glad that you had time to join the show today. And you're welcome on any time. Thanks for letting me do the intro and everything, yeah. too. That was yeah. really nice of you. Not all the guests get to do the intro. I know, I and know. so that was an honor, I'm sure, for you, you know to what? do. You miss one day. <laughs> a <laughs> all week. Right. You, you miss, miss one day a week. Just one day. And the live group will never let you live it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ever. <laughs> you know? You miss one day a day. <laughs> <laughs> and you never live it down. Yeah, I know. It's not as if you've been here since the very beginning or anything no. like that. No, that doesn't count. None of that counts. Although, to be fair, I started the Facebook page. That's okay. true. Yeah. I started it. But the podcast was actually your idea. Yeah. I would have never done it. If yeah. you wouldn't have been like, you know, those times when you call me and you have this big idea and yeah. you got it, you probably bought the domain name before you called me about the podcast. Yeah. You're like, oh, dude, we're going to start doing a podcast. I did that yesterday week. too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start doing a podcast next week. I'm like, well, okay, that's how, how are we going to do that? Everyone in here, everyone in here from Joe to Amanda to Tom, even Tom, even Tom, even Tom, you know, and I thought of, thought of. Tom is a dear friend and uh, no, it's okay. I, you know, when, when someone doesn't live up to your expectations, you just give them shit. That's yeah. what you should do. That's what you have to and do. So I humbly accept it. And I realize that all this hatred and anger coming towards me is really just a, it. Absence makes the heart grow angry from what <laughs> they say. And so that's why I know that these people here, they just really miss me. And when you when you love someone, as everyone knows, you you have to give them you have to give them shit about everything. That's right. You know? That's it's a rule. If you didn't, if no one cared, then they wouldn't say anything. Exactly. Because it would be awkward to say like, "Oh crap, Charlie's here today. Yeah. That's weird." Like you know. So you, you know mm -hmm. that it comes from love. It does. And when I you actually care about someone, you tell them the truth. By the way, just a side note: like people don't. People don't talk to me because I'm the guy that's going to make you feel better about everything, or I'm going to tell you it's going to be okay. People don't talk to me because I'm not that person. <laughs> I will say what I actually think, and uh, that is what a true friend would do, okay? True love. True love right there. Hey, the other day you told everyone to subscribe on YouTube, and a lot of people listened. Look at that. A lot of people did, but I'm upset because not everyone did. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And so since everyone didn't do it, we want 100% subscription rate or you guys are getting fired. All right. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't subscribe, it has been mandated from upon high that if you don't subscribe on YouTube, then you're, you're gone. You're toast. From where? Where, where are they? You, you don't even want to know. Okay. That's... Yeah. Yeah. You do not want to know about that. We're going to be speaking at Free or Future Fest on Saturday. If there's anyone within a 20-hour drive of Nashville, then you should come to Nashville <laughs> this weekend. And we'll hang out, and you can listen to us talk about privacy. I started organizing the speech today. I read the Constitution no less than five times today, just, uh, just to catch everything that I possibly could. So you guys got any questions about the Constitution today? 
let me know. That's at 12, 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Central time. Yeah. So uh, be there if you guys are in town. That would be awesome to see everyone there. Um, that's my dad's birthday. Saturday is. Saturday is my dad's birthday, October 9th. Uh, I asked him. I don't think he's going to have his legs still Mm-mm. by that day. So my legless father's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I will give him a standing ovation you should, that day. Everyone should. Yeah. For him. When, he, when he rolls up on wherever he's going, I hope that you guys FaceTime and you can sing him happy birthday while we're doing a speech or something like that. Well, like we told y'all, this is Good Morning Liberty, a podcast where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. And when I don't want to, Nate still sometimes does. <laughs> that's so, accurate. That's accurate. So what if the whole podcast was us talking about the podcast? That would be the greatest podcast of all time. We just keep going in a loop. And, and uh, I wanted to, you said you mentioned YouTube. I want mm-hmm. to tell people also to subscribe to this show if it's your first time listening. We do have a lot of new listeners still, and so we appreciate all of that. And um, today, we're talking a lot about vaccines Mm -hmm. and COVIDs. A little bit of COVID. And all of that. But before we get into that, we we do have to tell you guys an ad. Uh, Actually, great, great people over here. So if you're listening to this show, folks, then I know you're a person who cares about their liberty. Obviously, maybe, maybe they care about personal this stories. Is, this is good morning, Liberty. Yeah. There's also a chance that you're tired of waiting around for political change and tired of being duped by the political parties like the LP filling you with hope and then never coming through. Ain't that the truth, though? It is. I mean, yeah. actually, you know, the one thing about I can't say the LPs ever filled me with hope. <laughs> so that's the part that I... You know, maybe you for a brief second when um, when Spike is talking, when Spike is talking or when we thought Justin Amash might be Mm -hmm. the libertarian candidate. And then he just he just renounced everything to begin with. But anyway, we don't. It's also Trump and other people, too. It's not just the LP, but all these people fill you with hope and you follow them along and they're politicians. So if you're ready to take matters into your own hands, then I want to tell you about a new community called the Nomad Network. The Nomad Network is the number one community for liberty-minded people just like you who want to create freedom in their lifetime by focusing on entrepreneurship, investment, and income mobility. We talk about this kind of stuff all the time, folks, because it, a lot of this show is about personal responsibility. Like, it is. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning, it all comes down to no matter, even though we complain about the issues, it doesn't matter. It's still your responsibility to take care of your life, regardless of what the rules are. Yeah, that's a really cool app. You're going to join a community and it's going to, it's not just like going on a, on a social network where you got a bunch of random yahoos on there that don't know anything about anything. You're going to be joining a specific community of people that are, that are like you. It doesn't even mean that they have to be libertarians. Maybe they're not even exactly politically like you, but it's going to be a lot of people who are interested in growing their own wealth and, and taking control of their future. Something that we do talk a lot about. And I know that we complain a lot about politics on here, but someone's got to do it. You know, Jason's not doing it anymore. So we got to pick it up and, and complain you know, someone's and someone That's has right. to, but it doesn't mean that you don't have to complain and then pinpoint what the solution would be or what you could do to get around it and actually solve the problem. The best part about this entire thing is it's free. Yeah. There's nothing better than free folks. And by free, does that mean that it was paid for somehow? It had to be. Okay. I mean, that's the way you do the math. Yeah. So go to www.nomadnetwork.app. 
app slash gml so that's nomad network dot app app slash gml right now to see what everyone is talking about that's nomad network dot app app that's dot app slash gml to get your free account today and networking is one of the most important things you can do by the way it and absolutely is yeah it's, that's it, you know network it's sometimes it seems like nothing is going to come from it like it, it, what I would say, one piece of advice. And this actually, isn't even part about. This is even like the ad. This is like just real yeah. life advice. And other right thing here. about other thing about Nomad Network. By the way, I got to make sure we say you have to put in the www. That's World Wide Web for all you kids out there. Just remember, if you can't remember three Ws, just remember World Wide, World Wide Web. We're gonna put the link in the show notes, and it'll already be in there. But if you're gonna go type it in right now, you got to put them three dubs before nomadnetwork.app/gmail. But no, networking is so important, and that's why an app like this is really cool. Because one of the I'm in a lot of different podcasting groups, and people ask for pointers on on doing stuff, and and one of the things I always tell people is to do as much networking as possible. When it came to when it came to music, our music careers, all of that had to do with a random friend of a friend that you met somewhere. And if you wouldn't have gone to the bar, the hangout for an extra hour, you wouldn't have met that person. Or if we wouldn't have, uh, if we wouldn't have gone to a bar to hang out for a couple hours, uh, several months ago, we might not be doing our speech this weekend. Like random things come from this networking and you never know. It's not a for sure thing, but you got to build your network and something good. What? What's the alternative? Don't build a network. Right. Don't have a bunch of friends. Hopefully someone finds you one day. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Just which one do you think is going to be Hide out better? in your basement. You know? <laughs> okay. No network. I mean, and it's also for, you know, the healthcare um, software side of our company. Uh, that's what I do all the time. A lot of times I'm gone, by the way, folks, <laughs> because I'm, there are networking things that I have to be at or meetings that I have to be at, people that I have to meet face to face with. And a lot of times what happens is, is, is when you do that, whenever they need something, they're like, oh, I know a guy, I know a guy, I know a company that I met two years ago at this conference and he was a really nice guy, bought me a beer. And so I'm going to see if he, if his company can do the work, because when you're in the middle of competition, that's exactly what happens. So it's always best to err on the side of networking. Yeah. That's uh, what I say. So the first thing I want to start off the show with, it's time to start the show 11 minutes in, let's go. <laughs> um, okay. So project Veritas, you guys remember them before they got banned from everything. Uh, they go around and they put some some secret insider undercover journalists. We have and, to exclude this from YouTube, by the way. Yeah, we can't put this on YouTube. So uh, because they well, won't allow anything that could possibly create vaccine hesitancy. And that's honestly not what we want to do by this conversation right here. We we have said numerous times that we think the vaccines are probably safe, more than likely. But you should consult your doctor. But you should talk to your doctor, consult your therapist via betterhelp.com slash GML, or talk to your wife or your your kids. I don't know what your kids would have to say about it. Not us. We're not medical professionals, but Project Veritas went undercover at Pfizer. Pfizer. And they mm -hmm. talked to some of the Pfizer scientists. P Pfizer. P, P Pfizer out there. <laughs> Ticker symbol PFE. And uh, basically, the. The important part of the video that I caught was them talking about natural immunity. You know, they got some undercover, some scientists at Pfizer uh, talking about how natural immunity is actually stronger 
and longer lasting than the immunity from the vaccine. A lot of stuff like that. And, and so, once again, we're not trying to be super anti-vax, but we are strongly against vaccine mandates. And we're strongly against changing our entire economy and taking away rights from people based on the basis of whether or not they've had a, they've had a vaccine. And so when the government is doing this, they're out there making these arguments. Well, if you're not vaccinated, you're just going to be out there killing people, basically. It's too risky. You can't mm-hmm. do that. We need to recognize natural immunity. We need we need to, if you're going to do this whole follow the science, trust the science That's exactly thing, what I was just going to yeah, say. Then you got to actually do it. If it's really all about the science, well, let's talk about the actual science. Yeah, and I guess the other, I, I'll just keep uh, prefacing this and disclaimering this to death. I don't know these people that are on the video. They're scientists at Pfizer, supposedly, supposedly. higher level up. Um, I don't know anything about them personally. Maybe they're crazy. Maybe they're hammered drunk and just saying random things. Uh, I, so we're going to play what Project Veritas put out, some of this, and then, and then you decide. You make your decisions on the issue. All right, here we go. But you think that people should have a right to watch things and <laughs> make up their own mind and That's crazy. ask questions. You're crazy, yeah, man. Crazy. You're crazy. And I have monster immunity after eight months, so I just got checked last month for antibodies. I mean, that's no worries. Same thing with my brother. So, should I get the vaccine? Wait. Until when? If your immunity starts to wane, then get vaccinated. So, I'm well protected? Yeah. Like, as much as the vaccine? Probably more. How so? Like, how much more? I mean, so when we came out with, let's see, so right now we're seeing an increase in the Delta variant, mostly not because of the variant, because of immune basically their antibodies are waning um so they're they're still protected but not at that 95 percent efficacy it's more like 70 percent so you're being you're protected most likely for longer since it was a natural response Mm -hmm. so basically they're trying to keep track of everyone that's been vaccinated versus the census of how many people are actually reported. So, I mean, they're trying to get their numbers, but still, you shouldn't have to show anything, which is basically, in my opinion, a a violation of HIPAA. No one has the right to ask you if you've been vaccinated or... So, it's an invasion of privacy. I don't agree with it. Nick's take on these social mandates would seem to run contrary to his sentiment on antibody immunity. This isn't the first time we've heard this sentiment from a scientist with one of these companies. How do we get the unvaccinated? Let's pause it real quick. Let's talk real quick about that because that's something we've talked about on this show before, which is the immunity that you have, the data that we've seen as well that backs up this guy's statement. Now it says he's a, a high level scientist at Pfizer. Um, and so what he's saying is that natural immunity gives you a better efficacy against the virus than the vaccine does. 
um, because it's synthetic. It's created mm-hmm. immunity, right? So your body's natural response is actually better. Now, that's what the data suggests from the studies we've seen out of Israel um, and other things. It's also what uh, this undercover video is suggesting, too. So now you just have more evidence uh, corroborating the same thing that we've talked about, which is that if you've had COVID and recovered, then uh, there. I'm not saying there that you shouldn't get a vaccine, but what they're saying is is that maybe you should wait. Yeah. Until your your you you start to wane. Also, from personal experience, I was vaccinated and then I got COVID. Mm-hmm. So obviously, my immunity was already waning. Yeah. Right yeah. after I'd had the shot for four weeks, um, and I still got it now. I didn't have as uh, nearly as horrible symptoms as you did not being vaccinated at all. At all. And that's obviously an empirical study between Nate and I, and we didn't plan on getting COVID. And also none of this means that it's safer for you to go get COVID to get natural immunity than it is to get the vaccine. Yeah. That's the uh, stupid thing that you have to say every time exactly. you have this conversation, because the real point is that there's likely a hundred million people that have had COVID and in the U S And the question is, should the government allow them to earn money for a living by being productive in society? Like, that's the question that we're asking right now. We're talking about really the the mandates. And and so. And also, he brought up a good point about violation of HIPAA. You like no one should have the right to ask whether you're vaccinated or not. But the thing about it is, I, I think for private businesses, now people won't agree with me on this. We already know that, especially the live group. But if you have a private business, you're allowed to ask that question. And if the person doesn't want to answer, then you don't have to let them in. Because there is there's a choice when when you ask that. There, It's not the government coming to every single employer and saying that you, that you must get this information from people, uh, which is a violation of privacy something that uh, we're going to be talking a lot about over the, over the weekend. And the government needs to have all that information. We'll talk about Facebook here in a second. I think all of this is an attempt to get as much information as possible. I think all they want from Facebook is Facebook's data. I, th- I think that's really, really what they want. And and so we, we've got a little bit more in the video uh, right here, but this is, this is truly about the mandates and really a lot of the rhetoric that's out there surrounding the uh, there's a there's a lot of rhetoric out there surrounding the idea of unvaccinated people. Just if you're unvaccinated, you can't you just can't go anywhere. Uh, you're 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 going to kill people, essentially. Um, and and we, there's just not the data to back that up is the problem. But mm-hmm. you're still allowing people to get on this moral high ground above you and and treat you like you're a lesser in society and take away rights from you and, and dictate the market like this. It's uh, also, I, I want to know, did they use like, you know, old school Russian spy tactics? <laughs> like, was this a really attractive female that went, <laughs> that went on a date with this, you know, scientist from five? He seemed pretty nervous. Yeah. You know, he seemed like he was on a date kind of, and was like nervous and wanted to impress her. That's, yeah. But I don't, I don't know what she looks like. I have no idea. I mean, I, or regardless of what she looks like to me, he could, she could be really attractive to him. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's, that's subjective. It is. You know? All right. Let's uh, we'll play a little bit more of the video here. There's well, that's what Joe's here right here is using her feminine wiles. <laughs> I feel like what they're doing, like, for instance, like the city needs like fax cards and everything. It's just like about making it so inconvenient 
for like unvaccinated people to the, to the point where they're just like, F it, okay. You know? What do you mean? Like, if you are restricting people that are unvaccinated from doing anything, and then like vaccinated people are allowed to do anything they want, eventually they, they're just going to be like, let me just get vaccinated. I mean, you have multiple companies that were basically given a crap ton of money to produce vaccines and they're pushing them. So what happens to the monoclonal, monoclonal antibody treatments? Push to the side. Why? Money. It, it's disgusting. You're not wearing a wire, right? No. Want to check? I mean, I still feel like I work for like an evil corporation because it comes down to profits in the end. And I mean, I'm there to help people, not to make millions and millions of dollars. So I mean, that, that's the moral dilemma. I would say billions and billions. I'm trying to be <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, yes. I hear you. I hear you. I, I mean, do. I mean, I'll, I'll still give you a hard time about it. Basically, our organization is run on COVID money now. How so? By it netted like over 15 billion last year. Chris Croce. Um, so you want to say something about the the evil corporations that are doing this to it? Because, you know, eventually if this were to be widely, a widely accepted fact, well, then people would just end up blaming the big corporations yeah, like on it's, this. Yeah, like it's the big corporations' fault. Yeah. And, and, and look, and I'm not saying they don't have a part to play in it because obviously, you know, they're making their choice as well. But at the same time, you would you would do the same thing if you were in their position. But this is going to this is going to come out and you're going to and this is where we sound like we defend the evil corporations here. Right. But we have to, we have to look at what actually is the problem. I have no problem with Pfizer making billions and billions of dollars or trillions and trillions. Of, that's not the actual problem. OK, the actual problem is the mandate from the government and forcing people to get the vaccines and then paying these companies billions and billions of dollars for it and that's why they're suppressing the other bits of science they're suppressing these types of things so that they can keep the mandates going so that they can keep producing the vaccines that's making them billions and billions of dollars yeah it's a collusion that's what it is and it's not like it's not like um it's necessarily pfizer's fault although i, I i'm not going to say they're blameless in this transaction but like I said, if you were were there, you would probably do the same thing. I mean, it's it's their fault in the sense that they have the opportunity and they're going to do it. But that's why that's why we want a free market system because the free market would actually stop those things. Like we realize that human beings will do this, and so what you want is if Pfizer wants to make a vaccine and people want to take it, then that's fine. But you shouldn't. Get, force people to be fired from their jobs or force people to, to make that choice between those two things. Exactly. And so really it comes down to it being mandated by the government. And so I agree with what, um, what Amanda's saying in here that, that, you know, this is from Project Veritas. And originally I saw someone post this in the group in the Discord. And I'll be honest, I didn't even click on it because of the stigma around, pro it's like, it doesn't matter what they say, you know? 
that they're this fringe organization that that no one pays attention to. Like the this they tried be, to discredit them. Yeah, the like this should be really big if if we weren't in the situation we are in right now, and this were any other medication that the corporation was pushing on people to take, which we've seen with plenty of other medications that weren't mandated by the government. Um, if we were if we were in that different situation, then this would be front page news. This would be all over CNN and MSNBC. And Project and Veritas would be heroes. Yeah, and they, and they would. So, but this is a this is a um, a lawyer tactic, if you will, or really a manipulation tactic that lawyers use a lot. Whenever you have a witness, let's say that that you can't, they're they're telling the truth, and so you don't really have a defense against them. So what you do is character assassination. You got to discredit them. You discredit them. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, you know, Nate's up on the stand telling the truth. And I'll be like, well, you don't know Nate, you know, I mean, this guy, he's a single dad to eight kids and never pays his child support. So how can you trust the word this guy's saying, mm-hmm. even if you're telling the truth? And so that's what they do with this. It's the same thing they did because Project Veritas was involved in um, the selling of aborted fetuses and those different types of things. And they discredit them and they got sued in California. The guy went to jail. And so now it's like they're on the Southern poverty law centers list of terrorist organizations. <laughs> that it, like they're, there's they're not a verifiable source, right? They're not, if the New York times did this video, then everybody would trust yeah. it. I mean, you can't say, Oh, they're doing this. And you're like, Oh wow. Where'd you hear that? And like project Veritas. People are like, Oh, they edited okay. the video and yeah. added in audio. That's not That's real. what they did. Those people don't even actually work yeah. for Pfizer, which is probably true now. Yeah. But um, it, it, it maybe didn't used to be. They should create so many different. They should. That's what yeah. Amanda's saying. They need an arm that isn't called Veritas or clearly affiliated with them. Yeah. They should like create shell companies on top of shell companies and like do all these different things. It's like this came from whatever liberal, liberalnewsmedia.com. Liberalnewsmedia.com <laughs> to see if that URL is available. All right, there's a little bit left in here. There was a part that particularly bothered me, so we're gonna all of it did, but we'll uh, we'll get to what's left here. As a senior associate scientist with Pfizer, he goes on to explain a test that is currently taking place at Pfizer, not to determine the effectiveness, but to see if it is leading to heart attacks. I'm glad you didn't get any um, myocarditis. Yeah. That's a concern, right? Yeah. More so for younger people. Why? That's what we're looking into right now. Oh, that, cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're doing, we just sent like 3,000 patients samples mm-hmm. to get tested for like elevated troponin levels. Yeah. Um, to see if it's vaccine based or. So, What's it look like? I don't know. We're, we just sent that over this past week, and the last batch will be sent over next week. All external testing. We'll see. Hopefully, it's good. So that part that part bothers me a lot, and that has to do with the upcoming mandates on younger people. I saw California already mandated it for anyone who's eligible K through 12, and so when the when this, when the FDA finally uh, comes comes through with the authorization for five to eleven, uh, then that's going to be in effect. And what he's essentially saying, and listen, it doesn't mean that any of this is true whatsoever. I have no idea, okay, at all. 
I'm not saying you should go get COVID. Only just put a bunch of stupid disclaimers on our on our page every time that we're talking about this stuff. You guys know the thing. Um, what bothers me is that they're doing studies to see if they're leading to any heart inflammation, basically, which I don't know if that's going to have long-term effects or if it's going to happen and it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, don't, we don't know about that, but we're talking about mandating this for kids. And what I was saying to Charlie earlier is we know what the risk of COVID is to kids, which is almost nothing. It's 0.002%. And so it's really, really low. It's much lower than many other things that could kill your kids on a daily basis. And so the fear around it is uh, is irrational, in, in my opinion. If you're looking at things to be afraid of uh, for your kid, if COVID is at the top of your list, then it's an irrational fear that's not based mm-hmm. on data or science. And so we're talking about mandating this for kids when we don't even know what the long-term effects are of it. And then the other thing is, we don't know what the long-term effects of COVID are either. But of COVID is either. That's one one single thing. Or is it multiple COVIDs? <laughs> I think it's uh, multiple now. Multiple, multiple COVIDs. We don't know what the long-term effects of that is either. And, you know, for all I know, because I had fairly symptomatic COVID, maybe there's 10, 15 years knocked off my life. No clue. Not going to know for a while, actually. Whether you mean or not additional, because those were already knocked off. Well, yeah, there's from, more additional to yeah, what would have already yeah. been there. Yeah. yeah. Stress has already knocked 10 to 15 years. Yeah. I've been preparing my wife for the fact that I'm going to die in my 40s from <laughs> a stroke. 40s? In my 40s, yeah. I don't think, don't say that. Yeah. I was hoping you'd make it to 50. It's going to be in, it's going to be in my forties. I can feel it. And so, that, but now maybe it's going to be next year sometime. Who knows? I don't know. There's no way of knowing, but we do know. Well, you're the, rapidly aging, hair falling I out. Know. Rapidly. Everything's, I thought you said I was yeah. rapidly Asian. Yeah. Like, well, no, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're born that way. So that part bothers me when you're talking about mandating this for kids, when we do know what the risks of COVID are, although we don't know what the long-term risks are. So, so, this is why we're just we're opposed to the mandates. Let people make this choice. Let let <laughs> let people solve that. He called dibs. Yeah. So I mean, you can't argue with that. Oh, really. Well, thank you, live group. You know, <laughs> digging on Nate as well. We know that someone, uh, and so oh, let me just. Not, so I just wanted to say we had someone from the live group say dibs on Nate's spot on the podcast from uh, from Costco. So. Not, uh, Nate, we hope you don't die. It's dibs on your spot. Dibs on your spot. (laughs) Not, I hope you're going to be okay. (laughs) When you pass away. Surely that part's implied. (laughs) But I'll just connect this with the the first news story here. I posted this in the group last night and some of it on some of our pages last night from ABC News, New York. Well, let me clarify one thing in the video that they said on, uh, if you guys watch the video with the subtitles. Um, it said troponin levels, which then it said heart attack levels. It's like, that's what troponin is. Not that's not necessarily the case. Uh, elevated troponin when they do blood work on you can indicate that there is inflammation in the heart, um, in the, in the inter the inner wall of your heart. So that's one thing they do look for, uh, which is elevated troponin, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're having a heart attack. Yeah. And when, that's not a, what that means. As a young person, that inflammation it wouldn't be as bad as if you were an old person getting the inflammation and you already had a bunch of blockages all, all over your body and, and all sorts of other issues. You could grow out of it. You could still heal from that. It's not, it's not the same as if uh, this happened to you when you're 70 or something like yeah. that and it's going to be with you 
for the rest of your life. So we we simply just don't know what all the long term effects of all this stuff yeah. are, and that's that's why I don't like I I don't like the mandates, especially for children, because children have a lot longer time to live, and so we should be more concerned with what all of the long term effects of these things are, and mm-hmm. we don't know what they are yet. Mm-hmm. So all of that has to be removed from YouTube. Just so everyone knows, none of it can be on there uh, because that right there would get us kicked off thanks to their new rules uh, regarding anything that could lead to vaccine hesitancy is just not allowed on YouTube anymore. So how much is Pfizer paying Google? (laughs) (laughs) We'll never know, man. We are not going to know. So welcome to all the YouTube audience. Thank you for joining the (laughs) podcast today. This is our first. Oh, we can't cover this story either. Hold on. Sorry. We'll do this story first. This one's not going on YouTube. No, the whole video uh, is going to go on our locals channel today. By the way, I'll just mention that goodmorningliberty.locals.com. So you want to be there to watch what our faces look like. Mm. You can't find that Project Veritas video anywhere else except for on our (laughs) podcast right there. That's the only place you can find it. So another story that we can't put on YouTube from ABC News, New York's largest private hospital system is now 100% vaccinated. Magically. They made it. <laughs> the mandates work. They did it. Everyone saw that we, we instituted mandates and it, it convinced people that they needed to go get the vaccine, which should be the goal, right? Isn't that, wouldn't that like if you're a public health official like that, would, that would really be your goal. Amanda, you're just jumping ahead. You have no idea. (laughs) Norwell Health, (laughs) the largest hospital system in New York State, announced Monday that all of its employees have been vaccinated against the coronavirus. The move comes just one week after the state issued a vaccine mandate for all health workers. So they all lined up quick (laughs) to get that vaccine. Which is weird because you have to wait three weeks in between shots. I know, this really worked. North... Northwell Health representatives said in a statement that all of the company's 76,000 employees from 23 hospitals and more than 830 outpatient facilities have received their shots. Spokesman for the hospital system told ABC News that unfortunately 1,400 employees were laid off because they did not comply with the mandate. And that's how they got to 100%. Yeah. Formerly <laughs> 77,400 employees, but yeah. now 76 thousand employees northwell regrets losing any employee under such circumstances but stances but as healthcare professionals and members of the largest healthcare provider in the state we understand our unique responsibility protect the health of our patients and each other the hospital said we owe it to our staff our patients and the communities we serve to be 100 percent vaccinated against covid19 is that the first two shots or does this include the booster or they didn't clarify (laughs) Oh, when are the, when is that going to happen? You know, eventually we'll reset, and like the people who got vaccinated this year, they don't count yeah. anymore. Mm-mm. It'll reset, and like, oh, are you? Did you get your twenty twenty two vax shots? Oh, we got a twenty twenty one vaxer over here. Also, just so you know, it's it's very much so, especially in the healthcare world, it's very much so an employee market right now. Mm-hmm. There's so many available jobs. Those people probably left New York. And they went to work somewhere else and probably got a massive pay bump for it. Oh, they're going to get big money and they're not going to have to pay so much in taxes or rent anymore. Exactly. They're going to make big money. And the good question from Costco here in the group, how many of those who were fired previously had COVID? That was exactly the question that I wanted to ask. That is why we started with the video beforehand, because some people who were fired are just as immune 
or more immune than some of the people who are still working in the building. And that is frustrating. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that that's frustrating. For the party of science, this is very frustrating. Well, the Ministry of Science has spoken, <laughs> and we do not recognize yeah. natural immunity. It's not a thing. That That's the thing. And that's where this becomes ridiculously frustrating. Although I have to say that many people are not going to agree with this either, but... This hospital company, Northwell Hospital, whatever group that is, they can set whatever rules they want. Yeah, I agree. I, and, I agree and, with that. and so even if it totally goes against science, but now I disagree with that decision. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should do that. They should follow the science. Yeah. Right. They should question things. They should be like, okay, well, you know, we value our employees and we think that their immunity is just as good, if not better, than the vaccine. And so. They've proven that they had the disease and we're going to keep them on. I posted this on our Twitter last night and someone with a podcast with way less listeners than us retweeted us and was like, here's another libertarian group that doesn't, that doesn't understand that private companies are mandating vaccines are different than government mandates. And I, was, I just posted an article like New York mandated vaccines for healthcare workers. This is a government mandate. Mm-hmm. Just before you... Before you attack someone online, make sure that the facts are on your side, you know, especially if there's not. Yeah, or not. So, Who cares? so we can make fun of you later. That's true. <laughs> it just gave us an extra 20 seconds of content. Yeah. So I guess exactly. I appreciate it. Yeah. I hope this person doesn't back down. But what bothers me is the public health officials, their goal, well, the end goal should be to, uh, for less people to die from COVID. Yeah. Like that's really what the goal should be is a less people actually die. saving lives. That's your job. Yeah. Is to save lives. And so do you look Which at Which we've talked about from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like there's more than one way people die. People don't die just from COVID. Okay. There's, and there's more than one way to be immune to COVID. Exactly. Like let's talk about everything. What's so wrong with that? Well, you know what's wrong with that? It's because you're a, you're a domestic terrorist. <laughs> okay. If you try to question anything, if you just try to have a discussion, well, you are a domestic terrorist. I love this that. is coming I love from that segue. That was really good. This is coming from the college fix. School board group asks asks Biden to consider labeling opponents domestic terrorists. This is mm. just more character definite uh, defamation. This is for it, our, your security, for national exactly. security. Exactly. If you disagree, well, then you are part of the group that we hate. The National School Boards Association has asked asked President Biden to look into slapping a domestic terrorist label on angry parents and community members who speak their minds at board meetings. Mm. Well, those people just using their speech like them terrorists out there, man. Dirty terrorists. We need to fight them. America's public quote, America's public schools and its education leaders are under an immediate threat. Immediate, the group says in its letter to the president, as acts of malice, violence, and threats against public school officials have increased, the classification of these heinous actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. <laughs> hate crimes. <laughs> yeah. This is You gotta throw in hate crimes. Why not? This is it. Oh. The NSBA wants the Gun Free School Zones Act, the USA Patriot Act, the Matthew Shepard and James Beard Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act, the Violent Interference with Federally Protected Rights Statute, and the Conspiracy Against Rights Statute, all invoked to help prevent alleged threats, Education Week reports. 
So it's a lot of statutes and acts. But for some of the instances cited by NSBA in its letter appear to be free speech. To say nothing of terrorism, for example, the group cites a person yelling. Listen to this domestic terrorist this, screaming at the top of the lungs. Quote, is, I didn't realize there had been this many terrorist attacks, actually. The group cites this, a person yelling a Nazi salute in protest to masking requirements. That's, That's egregious. About the worst thing you can think of. I just, you guys can't see if you're listening, but I just threw up to the side of my chair. Yeah. Well, they yelled that and then like a thousand people died. Yeah. Okay. They, instantly they yelled that's, it and all of the jews in the audience died that's yeah yeah while another's actions quote prompted a board to call a recess because of opposition to critical race theory they had to call a recess they had to call a recess oh my god that is as far as i know hate crime 9-11 doesn't even hold a candle to that recess this is <laughs> This is 9-11 times a thousand. When you, when you try to compare yeah. the 9-11 terrorist attacks versus this board having to call a recess, mm-hmm. I mean, recess is worse. Move over, Jan 6. <laughs> These people had to call a recess. As repugnant as it may be to some, doing a Nazi gesture in opposition to max mandates in a public forum is protected speech, as is someone speaking out against critical race theory. It's certainly not terrorism to go over a speaking time limit or refuse to sit down and definitely not something worthy of anybody of anything beyond the purview of local law enforcement. Not even really that. But folks, there you have it. Uh, You know, if you do anything in opposition, then you're a terrorist. Well, this is this is something the governments and people in power have learned this for a long time. Like you've got to. You've got to discredit the people that are talking. You've got to make them some type of security threat because people will do anything in the interest of national security or in this case, local security. And if you are in opposition to these things, I mean, these are COVID mandates. You can't allow people to be unvaccinated around. Look at the science. I mean, these <laughs> you can't allow people to not wear that nice neoprene mask can allow people to disagree with critical race theory no there's no that's hate those are hate crimes the other ones are literally attempted murder it's not uh critical race law yet but everybody has to believe in the theory first it's a theory yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah this is just more ridiculous like this is the age that we're coming to right where you see this everywhere whether it's facebook or instagram or youtube anytime you disagree with the blanket narrative that they that whoever has decided like usually the left they've decided that this is it this is the only thing you can believe you have to say these things and support these things and do what we say and if you don't not you're not just somebody who you know respectfully disagrees that's not who you are you're not somebody who just maybe has different thoughts or whatever and you're still our brethren you know that we want to be in a community community with and still go to picnics together and barbecues and stuff. It's like, Oh, you know, Bob, you know, he makes a, a mean, uh, pork roast and we love going over there on Sunday afternoons. But, uh, you know, he, he thinks differently than I do. And turns out he doesn't think kids should wear masks. Yeah. And, and, and so now that now you're a domestic terrorist mm-hmm. and which, which once which, you label someone a terrorist, 
the, then that means, as far as the government's concerned, you lose all of your constitutionally send protected you, rights. Send you down to Gitmo. Yeah. Might as well just go to Gitmo. Yeah. They can spy on you. And also, how... Put you on a list. You want to talk about childlike. How childlike is it when somebody, like, you don't get your way? Mm-hmm. You're just like, you know, kill that person, basically. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly... I've seen a lot of kids do that. Yeah. That's what they say. What's that Louis C.K. joke where he talks about how... uh he talks about how the difference between sons and daughters and he was like, you know, sons destroy things and uh, he, you, they just sons destroy things in a dollar figure. Like you can count the dollars of things they destroy and girls destroy your mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, He was like, you know, my daughter the other day was complaining that her sister did something to her and she convinced me to rip the doll, the ripped the head off of one of her dolls. And I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Those girls, man, yeah. they're manipulative. So I say all that to say it's, it's the, the childlike, like if you don't get your way, you know, if you don't have people agree with you and your stance and your beliefs, then you, they're the terrorists. They're mm-hmm. the evil person. You don't spend time with them. And that's what I find so unbelievably fascinating in this day and age that we live in right now, which we've always had people disagree, but now it's, it's labeled, you know, false on the, on the fact checkers, Mm -hmm. right? All this false stuff. They won't even let you post it. They took down people like Alex Jones, which I mean, the guy's a little crazy, but Hey, let people, let people consume the information they want to consume and make up their own mind. We're reaching this point again where the elites think they know everything and you plebs out there, you you shouldn't know anything. It's just, it's something that you have to do to control the population. I, I hate talking like that. And I don't know if it's even a concerted effort to control the population or if this is just a natural progression of a government and of societies that this is what they lead to. I don't know if there's, I don't think there's a bunch of people in a room smoking cigars, drinking brandy, and talking about how they're going to get Don Lemon to say something stupid today. That way we can lead to more control. I think that this is just a natural progression. It's just a little bit more every single time. Mm-hmm. And you keep letting it go just a little bit further every time. And this is eventually where we start to lead. And they can get a lot worse than this. There's still, you know, there's still hope out there, which we'll talk about on tomorrow's podcast. How the heck am I supposed to find stuff for that show? That's going to be tough. But uh, there's still hope out there. Um, but... You've got to hold. You've got to hold strong, even when it's not popular. Which is why we still talk about the vaccines, even though let's just face it, we can't put this video on YouTube today. Mm. It's just it can't go up there. But we're still going to talk about it. You have to talk about it when seven hundred thousand people have died. You have to talk about it. You have to talk about individual liberty and how important it is, because that is how much you care about the principles. That is how important they are. That is what it's like to be a principled person. And so you got to draw that line and not let it go Because we don't want 100 million people no, to die. No, no. It can get way worse. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's. Uh, All right. Well, if you go. guys enjoyed today's show, which I know you did, please, like I said, subscribe, share the show with a friend, a family, a foe, and a, a, a child. One, pick one child. <laughs> And share it with them. Leave us a rating and review. Subscribe on YouTube. Do all of those things. We'll be back again tomorrow for uh, for a good news episode. White White pill Wednesday. White pill Wednesday now is what's going on on Wednesdays. (laughs) So 
Today's uh, Turnt Tuesday. That's what we did today. <laughs> so if you guys enjoyed that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.